Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair and welcome back to 15th, the 15th lesson of our course on the Ulum al Quran, the sciences of the Quran. So, uh, inshallah, we start off uh, with some Quran. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajeem, bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Qad aflah al mu'minun al hum fi salatihim khashi'oon. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنِ اللَّغْوِ مُعْرِضُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حَافِظُونَ إِلَّا عَلَىٰ أَزْوَاجِهِمْ أَوْ مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُهُمْ فَإِنَّهُمْ غَيْرُ مَلُومِينَ فَمَنْ ابْتَغَى وَرَاءَ ذَلِكَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْعَادُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِأَمَانَاتِهِمْ وَعَهْدِهِمْ رَاعُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَىٰ صَلَوَاتِهِمْ يُحَافِظُونَ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْوَارِثُونَ الَّذِينَ يَرِثُونَ الْفِرْدَوْسَ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ صدق الله العظيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد Today is a very interesting discussion that I personally found very interesting and this is that how uh, the, Quran, the, the Quran and the, the, the way the various different surahs begin. Uh, is there anything unique about that? In fact, not just the surahs, but how the Quran begins with Surah Al-Fatiha. And then the beginning of each surah and then the ending of each surah. Is there anything special about that? Now, everything about the Quran is special. So the scholars have looked at that as well. You call this in Arabic, you call this... Uh, the Fawatih the Sur. The Fawatih Sur Fawatih refers to Surah Al Fatiha. Uh, sorry, uh, Fawatih refers to the beginnings of Surahs. Okay? Uh, Fawatih refers to the beginning of Surahs. And um, what we're going to discuss is Husnu Iftitahil Kalam, the concept of excellent beginnings. So, in, in all kinds of literature, in all kinds of writing, there is uh, this attempt, you know, for successful writing, good writing, beautiful writing. There is always, in good writing, there's generally a, an effort to try to produce the best type of writing, to produce a writing that is impactful, that, is, that provides a good intro introduction, that is attractive, that will keep the reader engaged. That's the idea. So you call that husnu iftitahil kalam. And that is all part of effective speech. So uh, what you want to do is when you start speaking or when you want to start writing, then you start off with a bang. You start off with something that's going to keep the attention of the people. Does the Quran do that or not? And the reason why this is important is because the first thing that's going to get to the ear or the eye of a person who's reading or listening is obviously the beginning. So the beginning has to be impactful. And clearly the Quran, which is supposed to be extremely effective speech, in fact, the most effective speech, uh, probably known to man, uh, known to man, uh, that obviously what it does is that it provides very, very effective beginnings. So the Quran does provide very, very effective beginnings. And in terms of that, it's sort of, the whole point of it is to engage. The whole point of the Quran is to engage the people, to ask them questions and to get them to think and so on. So the ulama of balagha, the ulama of rhetoric, 
the ulama of rhetoric and uh, effective speech and so on, the scholars of that subject, the experts in this subjects of this skill, they talk about the Quran definitely having that. And what we're going to look at is just some of the ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins the surahs. And while we look at that, while we look at that, we're also going to be looking at the huruf muqatta'at. I think it was yesterday where we discussed some of the huruf muqatta'at, the alif la memes and alif lam ra's, what's their purpose. I gave you some brief understanding of them. Today we'll look at that a bit more, some of the other views about that, because that is obviously part of the beginning of a surah. You know, the surahs, that's what they begin with, the qaf and the nun and the sad, they begin with that. So that all comes under this discussion of the surah openings. Right, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. The surah openings and what is so special about the way the surahs open up in the Quran. Um, there's a concept in Arabic called Bara'atul Istihlal. Istihlal refers to looking for the moon, looking for an opening, looking for the beginning of the new month. Istihlal. That's where the word comes from, Istihlal, when looking for the moon. In this case, Bara'a means skillful, elegant, beautiful, amazing. So Bara'atul Istihlal means the skillful opening. So they've actually got a term for this in Arabic literature called the skillful opening. Whenever you start a story, start with a bang, you know, start with effect. So the skillful opening, an introduction, uh, not just a skillful opening, it's not fake. It should not be fake. It should not be just something to capture somebody and then when they actually carry on reading, it's an anticlimax. That's not the purpose of a skillful opening. The purpose of the skillful opening is that it also provides an introduction, right? It's an introduction which also includes an allusion to the main theme of the surah, the main theme of the work that you're doing. It's, it provides an allusion, a, a, a signification, a kind of an indication towards what the theme of the entire piece of work that you're doing is going to be. And that's exactly what the Quran does in a very, very beautiful way. Now, this is such a vast subject that there are many, many scholars who've actually um, discussed this and debated this and, you know, done a lot of work on this, right? There's lots of books on this subject, on the beautiful openings of the surahs. There's lots of books on this subject. And, for example, um, if we just take a quick survey of the surahs, you'll find that many of them, they start off with Alhamdulillah, meaning Hamd of Allah, praise of Allah. Then there's others which start from Tasbih, right? Subhanallah, these are the Musabbihat. Then we've got a number of others, quite a few that start off, right? Think about it, uh, that start off with oaths. Washamsi wa duhaha, wal-layli idha yawsha, right? Wal-duha. There's just so many. Wal-adiyati dabha, wal-mursalati urfa. Many of those with a wa. Were at the beginning, which is the word used for an oath, by you know the morning, by the uh, by the night, this is so many starts with an oath. An oath is therefore emphasis, right? So when you start off something with an oath, that wallahi, this is what it's going to be. You can see how uh, you're emphasizing something, you're creating a major emphasis. Then after that, there are some others. We start off with an address to someone, a call to someone. Ya ayyuhal muddathir. Oh, wrapped up. Oh, one who is wrapped up. Ya ayyuhal muzzammil. Right? Ya ayyuhal ladhina amin. Oh, people who believe. Ya ayyuhal nas. Oh, people in general. Right? So that's nida, you call that in Arabic. Then there's others that start off with a command. Right? There's some that start off with a command. I'll give you examples of all of these. Then there's others that start off with a, uh, a, uh, what you would call a, a, a noun, a, a sentence 
uh, a full sentence of just an informative sentence. And then there's others which start off with the huruf al-tahajji, which means the alif, la, meme, the huruf muqatta'at, essentially the starts off with just letters. And then there's actually some that start off with um, conditions and then a consequence, like if this, when this. And then there's some which actually start with just pure questions. There's others that start off with a dua or a curse for that matter. And then there's others that start off with a reason. So inshallah, we'll look at some of those, inshallah. Now, um, yeah, let, let, let's look at some of those first before we move into the huruf al-tahajji or the huruf muqatta'at. Huruf al-tahajji are essentially the names of the letters of the Arabic alphabet. That's what you call huruf al-tahajji, alif, ba, ta, ta, huruf, huruf al-tahajji. They call muqatta'at because they're just uh, disparate, separate letters. That's why they call that. Now, let's start off with the way the Quran begins the surahs and ends the surah. Then we move on to the alif, la, memes and those. So, there are a number of scholars who have actually written books on this subject. Uh, for example, Ibn Ubay, um, Ibn Ubay al-Isba, he's got a book called Al-Khawatir al-Sawanih fi Asrar al-Fawatih. This is really interesting. The, the, these are thoughts on the secrets of the openings of the Quran, the openings of the surahs. Right? So Imam Suyuti, he takes uh, this discussion and he says, what I'm going to do is I will tell you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts of the surahs with approximately 10 different types of openings. And I think he says that it is only 10 different types of openings. There are no more than 10. Like you can take all the different openings the way the surahs begin and there are going to be 10 categories. And I'll just give you an example of all of them quickly. The first one he says is the praise on Allah. Allah starts with praise and the praise is obviously of two types. Um, one praise is where you actually say how good someone is or something is, where you praise them for some qualities. The second is where you remove from them some defects that somebody may be trying to attribute to them and you try to purify them. You do tanzi, you show their transcendence that they're not like this. So there's two ways of praising somebody, saying he's not like that. He's not a bad guy, that means you're praising him. Or he's a very good guy, that means you're praising him. But there are two different types of praise that are going on. So the first is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts with pure alhamd, tahmeed in five surahs, right? Um, that is uh, Surah Al-Fatiha, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Surah Al-An'am, uh, Surah Al-Kahf, uh, Surah Al-Saba, and Surah Al-Fatir. These are the, the surahs in which it's just pure alhamdu, okay? Then, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts with a different type of praise, blessed is he, that is in two surahs, that's the Tabarak Surahs. Tabarak alladhi biyadihi al-mulk. That blessed is the one in whose hand is all the possession. Uh, so that's in Surah Al-Mulk. And do you know the other Surah where Allah starts with Tabarak? Tabarak alladhi nazzal al-furqana ala abadihi liyakuna lil-alameena nadheera. That's Surah Al-Furqan. Right? So you got two Surahs. Then, the second type of praise, which is where you're purifying someone and showing their transcendence and glorifying them by showing that they're pure, that is in the musabbihat, that is in seven surahs. This is all of your sabbaha lillahi, yusabbihu lillahi, sabbihisma. So all of those, so that in that is uh, quite a few uh, surahs as you know. Now, Imam Kirmani 
says in his book called Mutashabihul Quran, right? He says that tasbih is a very specific term that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has preferred for himself, right? He uses for himself. And that's why he starts off uh, in Surah Bani Israel, right? Uh, he, he starts off, what's the beginning of Surah Bani Israel? Subhan alladhi asra. So Subhan is actually the verbal noun of tasbih. Subhan, right? Sabbihisma, sabbaha is the past tense. Yusabbihu is the present or future tense. Sabbih is the command of that same word. But Subhan is actually the verbal noun from where all of the other words come. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts off in Surah Bani Israel with Subhan because that's the first one, right? That's the first one. That's really interesting. That out of all of the Musabbihat, the first one is uh, Surah Bani Israel, Surah Al-Isra, and he starts off with the verbal noun, showing that this is where it's all going to come from. Then after that, he uses the past tense in Surah Al-Hadid, in Surah Al-Hashr, and Surah Al-Saf. So it's Sabbaha Lillah. That's Sabbaha Lillahi ma samawati wal ard. Those in the heavens and earth have praised Allah in the past tense. Then um, then after that, he uses the the present and future tense, the present tense in Surah Al-Jumu'ah and Surah Al-Taghabun. Right? So, Yusabbihu. They glorify him. They are glorifying him. Right? Then after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in one of the last ones, which is Sabbihisma Rabbikal A'la. That's the last of the Musabbihat. Allah uses the command. Like, okay, now you praise him. So he starts off with all praise, then he starts off with they have praised him, then it's they are praising him, Yusabbihu is praising him, right, in the present tense, and now the last one is you praise him. So, mashallah, the, the concept of glorification is done in the past, it's done in the present, it's done, uh, the uh, command for it is done, and also the original part, which was the verbal noun, was mentioned, right. The second type which we're going to talk about in detail later are the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts off the surahs is with the huruf al-tahajji. We'll, we'll discuss that later, so leave that for now. The third one is the nida, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls on to something. So that is in 10 surahs. In 10 surahs of the Quran, uh, five of them are calling the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Surah al-Ahzab, Surah al-Talaq, Ya ayyuhan nabiyyu. Right? Surah Al-Tahrim, Surah Al-Muzzammil, Ya Ayyuhal Muzzammil, Surah Al-Muddathir, Ya Ayyuhal Muddathir. So in five of them, it's calling the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Ayyuhal Nabiyu, Ya Ayyuhal Muddathir, Ya Ayyuhal Muzzammil. And how does Surah Al-Ahzab begin? Ya Ayyuhal Nabiyu Taqillah, Ya Ayyuhal Nabiyu, O Prophet. And Surah Al-Talaq, Lima Talaqtumunnisa, Ida Talaqtumunnisa. So again, it's Ya Ayyuhal Nabiyu. Then after that, you've got five of them where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to call the ummah in general. And that is, ya nisa, uh, sorry, in Surah Al-Nisa, you've got, Ya ayyuhan nasu attaqoo rabbakum aladhi khalaqakum min nafsi wahida. Surah Al-Ma'idah, Surah Al-Hajj, Surah Al-Hujurat, Surah Al-Mumtahina. Right, so all Mumtahina. All of these are where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls to the people. The fourth category of beginning that you'll find in the Quran uh, informative sentences, they're just regular sentences. Because you know when I say I call on to you, that's not an informative sentence. That's not what you call in Arabic a jumla khabriya, right? Which is just informing you of something. It's actually a call, 
right? Likewise, the other one, which was about tasbih, right? You could actually put, put them into the same category. But anyway, this is a different category. These are, يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْأَنْفَالِ They ask you about the spoils of war, Surah Al-Anfal. بَرَاءَةٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ This is an exoneration from Allah and, uh, uh, and, and, and His Messenger, Surah Al-Tawbah. أَتَى أَمْرُ اللَّهِ فَلَا تَسْتَعْجِلُوا the, 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 the command of your Lord or the, the matter of your Lord has come to pass. That's in Surah Al-Nahl. إِقَتَرَبَ لِلنَّاسِ حِسَابُهُمْ People, the reckoning for people has come close. Surah Al-Anbiya. Uh, Surah Al-Mu'minun, you've got قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ I just read that earlier. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ the, uh, the believers are very successful. Uh, then we've got Surah Al-Nur. Starts with Suratun Anzalnaha wa Faradnaha. This is a surah that we have revealed. It's informative sentence. Surah Al-Zumar. Tanzilul Kitabi. The Tanzilul Kitab. This is the uh, revealing of the book. Then you've got Surah Muhammad. Surah Muhammad is really interesting the way it begins. Surah Muhammad is also called Surah Al-Qital, right? For those of you who, uh, it's in uh, 26 Jews. الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَصَدُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَضَلَّ أَعْمَالَهُمْ It starts off like that. الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَصَدُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Those who disbelieve and who prevent people from the path of Allah, right? For أَضَلَّ أَعْمَالُهُمْ Their actions have gone to, to nothing. Their actions have gone to waste. That's how it begins. Then you've got Surah Al-Fatih. إِنَّا فَتَحْنَا لَكَ فَتْحًا مُبِينًا We've given the clear victory. That's uh, Surah Al-Fat. Then you've got Surah Al-Qamar. Right? The day of judgment, the moment, the last hour, the final hour has become close and the moon has been split. So it's an information again. Then we've got Surah Al-Rahman. Al-Rahman wa'allam al-Qur'an khalaq al-insan. Right? Uh, the, the most merciful one who taught Allam al-Qur'an, who taught the book uh, and the Qur'an. Then you've got Surah Al-Mujadala. قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا This is really interesting beginning. It's very unique. قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has heard the statement of the one that was, that was debating with you regarding a husband. And there's a sabah and nuzul for that, right? A woman came to the Prophet ﷺ with a certain question. The Prophet ﷺ said, do this. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. And that's what Allah is mentioning, that Allah has heard your discourse with her. Then Surah Al-Haqqah. Allah, that's a very powerful one. Al-Haqqatu mal-Haqqatu wa ma adaraka mal-Haqqah. Al-Haqqah means the inevitable event. Then in Surah Al-Ma'arij, you've got, Sa'ala sa'ilun bi'athabin waqi' A questioner is asking, has asked, about the occurrence of the punishment. That's informative. Surah Al-Nuh. Inna arsalna Nuhan. We sent Nuh alayhi salam. Then you've got uh, Surah Al-Qiyamah, Surah Al-Balad. La uqsimu bi... La uqsim. La uqsimu bi hadha al-Balad. La uqsimu bi yawmi al-Qiyamah. Although that can be put into oaths as well. Then you've got Surah Al-Abasa wa Tawalla. Then you've got uh, Surah Al-Qadr. Inna anzalnahu fi laylat al-Qadr. Right, we reveal this in the night of Qadr. Then you got Surah Al-Bayyinah. لَمْ يَكُنِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ وَالْمُشْرِكِينَ مُنْفَكِينَ حَتَّى تَأْتِيَهُمُ الْبَيِّنَةِ Then you've got Al-Qari'ah. Then you've got Al-Hakumu Al-Takathur. Right, abundance has caused you to become negligent. Then you've got Surah Al-Kawthar. إِنَّا أَعْطَيْنَاكَ الْكَوْثَرِ Right, we have given you the Kawthar. 
right? And that is now 30, uh, sorry, 23 surahs that start off with, 23 surahs start off with uh, an informative uh, opening. Number five are the oaths. Now these are really interesting. We may get a chance later on to actually discuss this in more detail about the the place of oaths in the Quran, how they use. But today I'll just talk about the 15 surahs in the Quran, right? That start off with oaths. And inshallah, you'll start noticing this now when you start reading Quran for yourself. So there's one surah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath with the angels. And that is, Then after that, you've got two surahs where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath with the stars. That is, um, Right? Uh, what, and then you got what, uh, right? Then you got six surahs that discuss other aspects of the solar system. Right? That is obviously uh, taking us uh, uh, an oath with the Pleiades star. Then you've got Fajr, which is the beginning of the day, the dawn. You've got Shams which uh, obviously means the sun. Then you've got Wal-Layl, which, uh, which is the night. You've got Wal-Duha, which is also the dawn, right? Duha uh, is actually mid-morning, you can say. Duha is mid-morning. Then you've got Wal-Asr, which means midday. Wal-Asr is midday. Asr time is midday, right? And then you've got some surahs that start off with an oath uh, with the wind, right? والذاريات ذروة فالحاملات وقرا فالجاريات يسرا فالمقسمات أمرا and then you've got والمرسلات عرفا فالعاصفات عصفا والناشرات نشرا thereafter that you've also got some oaths which are taken with the earth or things to do with the earth like والطور which is the mountain والطور وكتاب مستور and then you've got um, uh, something to do with fruits and plants so you've got uh, which is the fig and the olive and then you've got with animals so you've got horses for example والنازعات, uh, uh, sorry you've got uh, and then you've got number six those surahs that start off with a condition of some sort a condition of some sort that's in seven surahs when the inevitable event will take place then what's going to happen then you've got إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ that's Surah Al-Munafiqoon when the hypocrites come to you right and they say that we bear witness that or they say that you know we bear witness that you are the messenger so that's Surah Al-Waqiyah, Surah Al-Munafiqoon, Surah Al-Takweer إِذَا الشَّمْسُ كُوِّرَتْ that starts off with a condition that when the sun, this will happen, right? Well, in fitar, this is إِذَا السَّمَاءُ فَطَرَتْ Surah Al-Inshiqaq إِذَا السَّمَاءُ شَقَّتْ Then you've got إِذَا زُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا وَأَخْرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ أَثْقَالَهَا That when this, uh, when the earth will have its tremor and so on. And then you've got إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ So that's again starts off with a condition. Right, so that was seven surahs. Number seven, the seventh category is there. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala starts off uh, six surahs with a command. For example, قُلْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ أَنَّهُ اسْتَمَعَ نَفَرٌ مِنَ الْجِنِّ. That's say that it has been revealed to me, it has been inspired to me. So it's say like uh, the Prophet Sallallahu is being told. Then uh, the famous one, اِقْرَأْ بِسْمِ. Read. 
then Suratul Kafirun is Qul Ya Ayyuhal Kafirun Say O disbelievers Qul Huwallahu Ahad Say He is Allah the One Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Falaq Say In all of these the Prophet has actually been told to say it Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Falaq I seek refuge in the Lord of the morning Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Nas Say I seek refuge in the Lord of the people so that's, that was the seventh category, six surahs starting with a command. The eighth category are those surahs that start off with a question. A question, right? So this is in six surahs. Has there come a time, did there come a time upon people when they were, they were not even something that was mentioned? There was nothing. Right? That's in Surah Al-Insan. Then you've got Regarding what are they asking? About what are they asking? This surah is uh, uh, in the first of the last juz. Surah Hal-Atak. Hal-Ataka Hadithul Ghashiyah. Has the knowledge, uh, has the discourse of the overwhelming event come to you? Another one is Alam nashrah laka sadarak did we not expand your chest for you? Alam tara kayfa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashabil fil. Have you not seen the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dealt with the people of the elephant? And then, ara'ayta alladhi yukadhibu biddeen. Have you not seen? Or have you, can you see those who, uh, those who dis deny uh, the, the last day, the, deny the day of. Uh, uh, hisab. Number nine, there are three that start off with a dua or a curse, you can say, right? Wailulilmutafifin. Woe be upon those who um, cheat, those who give short measure. Wailulikullihumazatilumaza. Wailun, it's either a valley in hellfire or it means woe and destruction beyond somebody. And then the last one you'll know. Tabbat yada abi lahabin watab. May the hands of Abu Lahab, may they be destroyed. Then the tenth category, the last category, I think this is the last category, are those which start off with a reasoning for something. Like, due to this, because of this, right? fi Quraysh. Because of the Quraysh being so familiar and used to, and then it discusses that. So, now you understand the different types of ways that the Qur'an engages people. It starts off with telling you to praise Allah, it tells you to glorify Him. It starts off with questions, it starts off with emphasis in, in oaths and so on. SubhanAllah, right? And the reason obviously is that uh, as, the people, uh, as the people of effective speech has said, is that the first thing that you hear must, mashallah, must affect you. Because it's the first thing that you're going to hear and all of these are very 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 powerful beginnings otherwise people are just going to ignore it they're not going to listen right they you have to keep them engaged and you have to attract them to the discussion that's why you have to have the sweetest openings the harshest openings the strongest openings the boldest openings the most lucid opening right or they you could use maybe some kind of Poem, poetry in the beginning, some kind of rhyming in the beginning, not poetry, but rhyming in the beginning and so on. You can use some reality in the beginning, a discussion about some reality, a real event, a major event, a majestic event, a terrible event. 
you can start off with some kind of terror, like Al-Haqa, that starts off with some terrifying event, news about the inevitable event. It's just like when you understand Arabic, you understand what that says. Now, any opening must be simple and straightforward. It can't be complicated because if you're going to force people right from the beginning to start wondering, hey, what is he talking about? What exactly does that mean? You've lost them already. That's why the beginning part needs to be simple and straightforward while being sweet and bold and all of these other things depending on the situation. That's why the ulama say, وَقَدْ أَتَتْ جَمِيعُ فَوَاتِهِ سُرْ عَلَىٰ أَحْسَنِ الْوُجُوهِ all the openings of the surah have come in the most excellent ways, the most complete ways, like all the examples that I provided. Right, the second thing that the Quran does, right, is what we call the bara'atul istihlal, which is that not only is it just a powerful opening, but it's actually a very significant opening that it, a lot, in a lot of cases, it actually tells you exactly what the next part is going to be about. Right, so it indicates towards the theme, the subject matter, which is much more difficult to get. You know, to get a powerful opening that also signifies the main theme of the discussion. To be honest, I think we need to stop and uh, at least discuss one of them, right? And what we're going to discuss is actually the Surah Al-Fatiha. Now, the Surah Al-Fatiha. One is you can see the beginning of Surah Al-Fatiha, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. But the other one is Surah Al-Fatiha as a beginning of the entire Quran. What's so, why is Surah Al-Fatiha placed there? Have you ever wondered why? I mean, I know we read it so many times, but have you ever wondered why Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala starts the Quran with Surah Al-Fatiha? There's many, many reasons given. So let me relate to you something today, right? Imam Bayhaqi, in his Shu'abul Iman, he's mentioned a hadith uh, from Abu Al-Qasim ibn Habib. He says, Muhammad ibn Saleh. Um, related to him and he carries on to Rabi ibn Sabi from Hassan who says that Anzalallahu mi'atan wa arba'ata kutubin Allah subhanahu so this is not a hadith on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but it's from Hassan radiyallahu an that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed a hundred and four books in total scriptures how many books in, uh, in total a hundred and four scriptures and all of the, the collective knowledge of those 104 scriptures, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has combined in, five, in four of those scriptures, right? Do you know what they are, the four scriptures? Allah has taken all 114 and he's put them into just four of the, uh, sorry, 104 scriptures Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed and he put all of those into four scriptures. And that is the Torah, the Injil, the Zabur, and the Furqan. Essentially, the Torah, the Evangel, the Psalms, and the Quran. Right? Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took all the knowledge that was in the Torah, the Injil, the Zabur, and put that all into the Quran. Because it's the last book, all of that is included in the Quran. Now, now, now it gets really even more interesting. The entire knowledge of the Quran, all the main themes of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put into the Mufassalat. Remember I told you that the Mufassalat starts off with Surah Al-Hujarat until the end of the Quran, right? All of those surahs down there. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took all the knowledge, uh, the main cream uh, essential knowledge of the Mufassalat and he put that into Surah Al-Fatiha. That's why he then says, فَمَنْ عَلِمَ تَفْسِيرًا Whoever studies the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha, كَمَنْ عَلِمَ تَفْسِيرًا جَمِيعِ الْكُتُبِ الْمُنَزَّلَةِ It is as if he knows the tafsir of all the scriptures that have ever been revealed. 
which means the entire 104 scriptures that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to mankind. All of the tafsir of that is in Surah Al-Fatiha. Now that's a very, very interesting point. Now I can give you an example of this. I can give you reasons for this. And the reason is that if you look at, if you just take the Quran and all the different sciences that are related in the Quran, you'll find that, uh, in fact, not just in the, uh, sorry, um, all the sciences that are related in the Quran and that are very important for all religions. Right. So sciences that are in the Quran and that are appropriate and necessary for all religion are fundamentally four. Ilmul Usul, right, uh, which is the science of the basics, which is belief about who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and his attributes and so on. And you get that. So that's the first theme, right? You get that in Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. So it's a description about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then after that, the second one is about prophets, right? The messengers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends. You get that in Al-Ladina. Where, where is that discussion in Surah Al-Fatiha? There's no discussion of prophets. Yes, there is an allusion to it. Al-Ladina An'amta Alayhim. Those that you shower your blessings upon. And we know that that refers to the prophets. Thereafter that, the third most important thing for all religions, right, if they're serious religions, is knowledge of the hereafter, knowledge of the consequence, the ending. And you get that in Maliki Yawmiddin, the sovereign of the day of judgment, right? And then the fourth one is how to worship or what is worship. I mean, once you've recognized your Lord, you've recognized the messenger, you've recognized that you've got a place to go, then what, do we, what are we supposed to do? You're supposed to worship and show devotion. And that is found in Only you do we worship. Thereafter, if you want to add something else to that, which is the path of righteousness. How do you then be righteous to do all of this? You can add a fifth point to it. Now that, you know, to get uh, the adab of Sharia and everything, you get that in which is only you do we seek assistance from. So that is the adab and etiquette that we only seek assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we say, oh Allah, guide us to the straight path. And the straight path is the one that has the, the proper character and the, the righteousness. Thereafter that, there's some other sciences as well, like the science of narratives and of accounts of past people, because we relate to past people. So that's why it's important. You get that. In Surah Al-Fatiha as well. Where do you get a story in Surah Al-Fatiha? Or accounts in Surah Al-Fatiha? When you get that, when it says, سِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ This refers to the path of those who uh, you have showered your blessings upon and who uh, did not go astray, right? And who did not have your wrath upon them. So that obviously includes so many people of the past. So there's an indication towards that as well. That is why Surah Al-Fatih becomes one of the most unique uh, and significant openings of any book. Because it explains what the entire Quranic themes are. Not just that, but all of the books of the past which the Quran came to uh, final, uh, finally, you know, um, uh, what do you call it, provide uh, information and uh, provide the final message about. So Surah Al-Fatiha provides all the objectives of the Quran and that is an amazing what they call skillful opening, right? An extremely skillful opening that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have done. Likewise, if you look at Surah Al-Iqra, uh, if we take a few surahs and we look at how that does it as well and take uh, example Surah Al-Iqra. So Iqra, Bismi Rabbika Ladi Khalaq. Just the way Surah Al-Fatiha 
is like that for the entire Quran, the first verses to ever be revealed to man, to the Prophet ﷺ, were Iqra Bismi. That has the same skillful opening that indicates towards what's coming next. So Allah says, Iqra Bismi Rabbika Ladi Khalaq. Read in the name of your Lord who created. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you must read. And the way you read is you start off with Bismillah. Iqra Bismi Rabbika Ladi Khalaq. There's a discussion there of the oneness of your Lord. And it is telling you something about your Lord. Iqra Bismi, read in the name of your Lord who created. It's giving you some of his characteristics. And then, Allama al-insana ma lam ya'lam. Allama al-insana ma lam ya'lam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, he taught the insan that which he did not know. So, this surah the ulama say, can actually be considered to be a title of the Quran because it's really like telling you what it's all about in the most, uh, in the shortest fashion. Now, just quickly, it looks like uh, we're going to have to carry on this discussion tomorrow. But today, what we can finish off is the khawatimus, the khawatimus surah. Since we've discussed the openings of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't leave the endings of the surah just like that. They're very special as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ends it with some really amazing ways as well. So, number one, a lot of the endings, they match the beginnings to complete the theme that was discussed. Right? Uh, it also ends it in a way that it's satisfying so that there's no need for feeling that something has been left out. So it's a very kind of conclusive begin ending that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does. So it makes you think that, okay, I've got satisfaction you know i've been quenched my thirst has been quenched some of them start off with duas at the end so it, it makes a dua at the end some of them start off with praise some of them start off with uh, saying that you know uh, uh, redeclaring that look now you must all understand that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one some of them start off with uh, advice with some kind of uh, exhortation some kind of advice right which is a beautiful way to end some of them st end up with a warning right which is another way to end something and some of them end up with a promise of some sort for example surah al-fatiha it ends with like a warning a dua with a warning that we don't want to be on the, the path of those who went astray and who were showered your wrath upon okay let's see uh, in the short time that we have, I'm just going to explain a few more. Um, right. The dua ones you can see at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah, you've got آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ And then you've got a dua then one sunnah عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ So that's one in which uh, you've got some really prominent dua verses right at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah. Then in the end of Surah, uh, Surah Ali Imran, I can't go into detail about this, but you can check it up, take notes. Surah Ali Imran, it ends up with some uh, wasiyah, some counsels and some advices. Then Surah Al-Nisa ends with uh, the, the fara'id, right? Which means the, it ends with the inheritance portions. Right, as a last point, as an inheritance, that this is what you'll be given in inheritance. Uh, because that's what comes after death. So it's a really beautiful way to end the surah, that this is the rulings that you're going to have to come to terms with after you die. Okay. Suratul Ma'idah ends with glorification and magnification of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Suratul An'am ends with 
some promises and some warnings, right? Then you've got Surah Al-A'raf, which ends with encouragement towards worship, right? By showing how the angels write worship. Then at the end of Surah Al-Anfal, it's an encouragement towards jihad and towards uh, tying the knots of kinship. Uh, so there's like a advice that le you're left with at the end. Surah Al-Bara'a, or Surah Al-Tawbah, is uh, ends with a description of Allah, uh, of Allah's Messenger, and it ends with um, La ilaha illallah, right? Then, in the end of Surah Yunus, is something to satisfy the Prophet and give him consolation to his heart. Likewise, at the end of Surah Hud, is very similar to that as well. Surah Yusuf ends up with a description of the Quran. And praising the Quran and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has benefited, you know, so many people by it. Surah Al-Ra'd ends with a repudiation uh, on those who <coughs> denied the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, right? And Surah Al-Ibrahim, for example, if you look at Surah Ibrahim, the ending of it, Allah subhanahu it's, it's a really beautiful ending. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, هَذَا بَلَاغٌ لِلنَّاسِ this is a con this is the 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 linnas, which means this is being conveyed to the people. This is this message has been delivered to the people, right? Similar you'll get at the end of Surah Al-Ahqaf. Likewise, similar you'll get to the end of Surah Al-Hijr, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wa'bud Rabbaka hatta yatiyak al-yaqin." You keep worshiping your Lord until the inevitable event comes, which means your death comes to you, right? Until conviction comes to you. Right, which obviously is death. So that's a really beautiful, beautiful ending. Then in Surah, uh, Surah Al-Zilzal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it's a beautiful ending that one is, فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًا يَرَهُ Whoever does even a, an atom amount of good, they will find it and see it. And those who do even an atom amount of evil, they will also see that. So it's a beautiful ending. Then after that, you've got... Um, we discussed in one of the early lectures, in one of the early sessions, we discussed the absolute last verse to be revealed of the Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah, which is verse 281. This is, so now you beware of the day in which you're going to be returned to Allah. What a beautiful way to end, because that's the objective of the Quran, that you need to be, you know, focused on the hereafter. Then, what was the last surah to be revealed? The last full surah to be revealed? Surah Al-Idha Ja'a Nasrullahi Wal-Fat Surah Al-Nasr And the way that ends is beautiful, right? Idha Ja'a Nasrullahi Wal-Fat When the victory, right? And the assistance from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has arrived Or when it comes, right? And you see people entering into Islam uh, in droves, right? You now uh, glorify your Lord And you seek forgiveness from Him It's like the best thing that we're told to do. That's why we're told that even after you pray, after you finish your fasting, whatever, you thank Allah, and then after that you seek forgiveness for any mistakes that we may have made, right? Any defects that we may have had. That's a beautiful way to end that surah, okay? That's a beautiful way to end that surah. And so there you go. That gives us an understanding of the beginnings of surah and the endings of surah, that these are not random. They're not just rhetorical here and there. They include in there a skillful 
um, elegant opening, powerful opening, sweet opening, attractive opening, uh, and it, in many cases it actually indicates towards the entire theme. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't leave the reader that, okay, now that you've read the entire surah that we're going to just kind of end it anyhow. No. There's even a beautiful ending. So the openings and the endings are absolutely beautiful. And that is how uh, we're going to look at it today. Inshallah, tomorrow we're going to be discussing the huruf muqatta'at in particular in a bit more detail and maybe something else. Then after that, the next two days, so tomorrow uh, will be Wednesday. Then inshallah, Thursday and Friday for two days, at least we intend to discuss one of the most important and recently become very controversial topics right so i'm just mentioning this in advance inshallah on thursday and friday at least we're intending to discuss that which is what should we make it saturday and sunday doesn't make a difference on thursday and friday we'll be discussing this which is going to be about the seven modes of reading, the seven huruf, sab'atu ahruf, the concept of the seven ways of reading the Quran or the seven ways in which the Quran was revealed, which has become extremely con controversial recently. There's lots of questions and doubts that we've received about it. So inshallah, we'll be discussing that one day for the ahruf and one day for the qira'at. And inshallah, that's going to be very interesting. So that will be on Thursday and Friday, inshallah. Otherwise, tomorrow, inshallah, we're going to be finishing off the discussion about the huruf muqatta'at or huruf al-hija insha'Allah tahajji rather insha'Allah jazakallah khair may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless your Ramadans and may Allah accept this study of ours allow us to become closer to the Quran alhamdulillah many people are uh, letting us know the effects this is happening happening alhamdulillah it seems positive it's definitely benefiting me I'm learning quite a bit, bit of new things you know we have to do a lot of research for this so your du'as are um, your du'as are definitely you know uh, encouraged uh, and I would really request your du'as may Allah bless you Jazakallah khair and uh, let other people know about this and, and uh, hit the subscribe button as well and forward it on to others Jazakallah khair Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Jazakallah khair for listening may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bless you and if you're finding this useful you know um, uh, as they say do that like button and subscribe button and forward it on to others Jazakallah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.